Hello, my name is Cassidy Thomas, and my research project is the making of an Antarctic field guide to soil fauna. Now, when people think of Antarctica, they usually just think of two things, ice and penguins. But Antarctica is so much more than that. On the right here, we see a map of Antarctica. First off, we see a lot of ice. But we also see, right here, the McMurdo Station. That is where people from the United States land in Antarctica. Also, we see the Trans-Antarctic Mountains right here. That is where the dry valleys are, and also where the samples we receive come from. Antarctica has been virtually untouched for so long that it makes the perfect laboratory. There are so few of outside impacts on this untarnished land that Antarctica has been known as an international laboratory. Scientists usually use Antarctica as their laboratory when approaching big questions. These big questions include topics such as climate change and even how the biota of Antarctica needed to adapt so much to live in such a unique and extreme environment. While on the edges of Antarctica there are animals such as penguins and seals, the dry valleys of Antarctica are so desolate and harsh that the only life in these areas are found in the soil. Now, these soils sure look unplentiful, but inside these soils live many organisms. Here we see a list of organisms that are found in the soil, but it's a little difficult to picture all of these organisms because they're so small. That is why the purpose of my research is to create a field guide of the biota of Antarctica. In this video below, we see a good representative of a sample that we received from Antarctica. We see organisms such as a tardigrade, a nematode, a rotifer right here, and right here we see cyanobacteria. For my methods, I use tools such as the light microscope, which you can view right here. On the right, you see some examples of photos that I have actually taken with this light microscope of the organisms that we receive in our samples. We see a nematode, a rotifer, a tardigrade, and even some cyanobacteria right here, which this is a type of bacteria that these microorganisms actually feed off of. Now, light microscopes are especially good for viewing the internal structures of organisms, as you can see in some of these images. Also, unlike some microscopes, the light microscope allows for the organisms to be alive. This is good for viewing how an organism can move, and also some internal functions of the organism. Another tool used in my methods is the electron scanning microscope. Now this microscope is a lot larger than the light microscope and requires the organisms to actually be fixed and coated in silver in order to take up-close images, like the one that you see I am taking right now. This way of viewing organisms is much clearer when you look at the organism's specific characteristics, like the amphid that I am pointing to right now on the nematode's body. Below, you see images that I took of a nematode, a tardigrade, and a rotifer. On the inside of the SEM microscope is a vacuum chamber 
that actually holds our small plate in place so that we can move around and view the organisms placed in that plate, as you can see right now. The last tool used in my research is DNA. This video shows me running an electrophoresis gel with DNA that was collected from one of the Antarctic organisms and ran through the PCR reaction. After this, I will clean the DNA and then send it off for sequencing. On the left, you see an example of a DNA sequence. This helps us study the genetic information of our organisms that we collect. This is an example of a field guide page that my department has created for a past project. This serves as a template for what my field guide will display. Although I am planning to make changes such as including SEM photos and even their DNA sequence. Thank you for listening to my presentation.